How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to 19-Year-Old Shrink Podcast. This is Will John Grande. Now we have the new year approaching and that means it's time for New Year's resolution. So for me, that was always writing down like an entire laundry list of things that I wanted to do for the next year. Things like I wanna gain 30 pounds and be jacked or run a marathon and the list would just keep going on. And what would happen after about a month, you know, once February rolls around, I begin to let go of the goals that a month ago I swore by. And I'm not the only person that this has happened to. I know you hear like the cliches, You know, 80% of people's New Year's resolutions are done by the month of February. And I feel like everyone's gone through this at some point with their New Year's resolutions where February signals the end of the road. But why does this happen? And that's something that I always wonder about when I let go of a goal. And the reason is, first off, we aren't specific enough. Someone might say, I want to eat better. But is better really measurable? And the word better doesn't provide any plan of action to get to a place where you're eating quote unquote better. And within this idea that most of our resolutions are focused on the end result rather than the process that is actually going to get us that end result. So for me, when I want to gain 30 pounds and be jacked, my mindset was already in a place where it was so focused on gaining those 30 pounds that the process got thrown out the window. And a key word in there is want. So a lot of my goals, I had the word want in front of them. I want to eat better. I want to run a marathon. And when saying want, I always associate that with being given something without having to do much. Mom, I want dinner. Santa Claus, I want this gift. I want that gift. Or I want things to be different. It's all focused on lacking that like internal locus of control. So I could make dinner. I could buy that gift for myself. And I could make changes in my life that will make it different and better for me rather than expecting that it will happen on its own. And the same thing applied to those New Year's resolutions. Those things were merely a hope. And we're told that sometimes writing down your goals gives you a better chance of achieving them. And sometimes we literally take that as it is. Like, oh, I deserve to achieve these goals because I'm taking the time to write them down. But no, you need to have not only what you want your end result to be, but the process you have to take in order to achieve that specific end result. So let's start with being more specific with the outcome that you want, because a lot of the time, the outcome you want generates a feeling that you want to have. Everything that we do in life is to feel a certain way, and we can be doing those things in constructive ways and also destructive ways, even when we have good intentions. Meaning two people might want to feel a sense of certainty in their life. One person might look for certainty by seeking out friend groups that can give them community and allow them to feel like they have a network of people to rely on while another person might be looking for certainty and their way of doing it is by resorting to drugs or alcohol. The reason they do this is that they are faced with relationship problems, financial problems, and the only thing that they feel can get them to another state is alcohol, which alters it and allows you to suppress the suffering that you've been feeling inside because of those problems of uncertainty. Anyways, I know that was a very long-winded response to why people's outcomes all trace back to feelings, but back to eating healthy. For me, I wanna eat healthy as a way to feel more in control and to feel like I have a lot of energy. Eating healthy is a way for me to actually get certainty because I'm sticking to a regimented system that I know I can rely on and keep following through with. And by eating healthy, I can have more energy to exercise, to focus better, and to be more at ease. So I just referred to having a regimented system, which is the second part in having successful New Year's resolutions. So I have my goal and the feeling that I want from it, and the feeling is your why. What does this provide for you? Because having your why is what drives action. Without a reason for doing something, people would just crash and burn. But once you have this in place, a system is what allows you to follow through with your goal. 
So I'll eat healthy because it will allow me to have a lot more energy in my day so that I can exercise better, focus more, and be more at ease, which will allow me to have control in my life. And the system that I'll have in place is I will not eat any form of takeout from Monday to Friday. I will eat two fruits, two vegetables each day, and drink eight bottles of water throughout the day. These are just some examples. And then also, I'll rely on the Whole30 diet, or if you want to do you know, a different diet, that's totally fine, as a guideline for the types of foods I'll eat during these times. And the weekends aren't a time for me to completely lose all the traction I've been making, but a time where I can you know, have a meal or two to treat myself and enjoy the things I used to eat. So see how this is more specific and you're more likely to follow through with it because now you have specific guidelines to follow. If you didn't have the guidelines in place, you could constantly make excuses like, I'll get to it or it's all right, I'll just eat better next time. And then you find a way out of it again. It's kind of like having class rules when you were a little kid. So if you do something wrong in class, like we all were there at some point and you don't think you did, the teacher could just go to those class rules, which you agreed on at the beginning of the year and call you out for it. Same thing here, similar. If you try and do something that goes outside the guidelines that you set for yourself, you can call yourself out and say, this is not what I agreed to, and then act accordingly. But obviously there might be things along the way that can present roadblocks to your New Year's resolution. So eating well, maybe your mom or dad is coming into town and they wanna go out to eat with you, but it's during the week and you said you would stick to cooking and making healthy food and wouldn't go out to eat during the week. Well, you can't not go out to eat with your parents. So what if you research the menu of the place that they wanna to go to and see what healthy food options they have? That way you're still able to spend time with your parents and you're still keeping the really important promise to yourself about eating healthier. Or let's say you wanted to spend more time with your friends. You feel like time slipped away from you lately and you have been prioritizing work over them. But an exciting work opportunity comes up for a time that you committed to your friends and you said that you would spend a certain amount of time with them. So a way to get around this is take advantage of the job opportunity, but then find a time that's less crucial to do work and replace it with hanging out with friends so that you're still making that promise to your friends. So here's kind of like the process that you can take to have a better chance at being successful with your New Year's resolutions. But here's another thing. Maybe don't have 12 different things on your New Year's resolution list to start out. The idea of a resolution is like incorporating something new into your routine so that it'll bring a feeling that you want to have. But being bombarded with all these new routines that you have to do is really difficult. And even if you have it all laid out for you with the specific why and feeling you want and the plan to get you to that place, having 12 different plans can be really confusing. As Tony Robbins says, complexity is the enemy of execution. It's tough to get things done when you have so much different information coming at you from so many different angles. So what if you started with one? You build the habit, you see yourself improving with it each and every day. And once you get to the point where it's becoming comfortable and manageable for you and you faced adversity with it and still held your ground, you can bring in another resolution into your routine. And as the year goes on, you have this system in place where you start a new resolution each month. And by the end of the year, oh, look, I've created 12 different habits for the 12 months that have made me a more effective and happy person. And honestly, it might not feel as resolution-like when you just put in one new habit because the New Year's has such an excitement around it that you want to change all these things at the blink of an eye, but long-term, going slow will allow you to be more successful. So whatever your New Year's resolution might be, consider these ideas. What specific outcome do you want and what feelings do you want to gain from that outcome? 
What specific processes and systems do you need to have in place to help get that outcome? And what potential roadblocks can get in the way of those systems that you have in place? And from there, which resolution do I want to start with? And how can I incorporate the next one in the most effective way possible? Again, I'm not saying New Year's resolutions suck because they're an opportunity to start fresh and reinvent yourself. But being able to understand the processes that work for you is really important. And some things might work for me, but not for you. So getting a firm grasp on what is helpful will allow you to look back at December 31st of your year and be proud. Thanks again, guys, for taking the time to listen. Hope you took a lot away from this. If you want to reach me, my Instagram is 19-year-old-trink-podcast and my personal page is WJG23. Thank you so much and have a great rest of your day and happy new year.